Hello, and welcome to the Simply Business Interview Podcast. I'm the host, John Jennings. And, you know, I, I believe that most business owners are working way too hard for much too little. And um, one of the issues is that we overcomplexify things. And I believe that the answers are almost always within us or within our reach. So I like to say I'm a simple man with simple ideas. And so welcome to Simply Business. And today I'm joined by David Cooper, uh, who uh, has the title of COO of True Transport, uh, but he's a man with uh, multiple hats. I'm sure we're going to hear uh, more about that. He's, uh, I guess you might might be one of those folks we would call a serial entrepreneur um, and uh, looking forward to hearing more of his story. Uh, I know you're going to be fascinated uh, from, from what I've already heard so far. Uh, we're going to have a great, uh, great conversation here. So, uh, David, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, why don't you first just start us off by giving us a little little background about yourself, and then we'll jump into some other questions. Yeah, absolutely, John. Thanks again for having me. And again, my name is David Cooper. I am uh, the COO of True Transport. True Transport is a uh, FedEx TSP, or Transportation Service Provider. Uh, we got into that game. My brother and I, he actually owns that company about seven years ago. Um, yeah, we have been, to your point, kind of serial entrepreneurs. We started as a lawn and landscape company in fifth grade, and grew it up and sold it and got into to trucking of all things, um, kind of out of nowhere. He was a loan officer um, for a bank here locally and had another FedEx contractor come to him for truck loans. And we kind of saw the numbers and decided to dabble our toes into that and then turned it into about a 70, 80 truck operation over a couple of years and actually grew it to where it's more than just true transport. I've got my own company, Lehigh Expeditors, um, that also runs some trucks with FedEx. And we've got some other um, other partners on some other businesses that we run their operations too. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a fun run. With, it's gotten us into a lot of different markets, into a lot of different games, and just opened a lot of doors to us over the years. Yeah, so I, I usually ask the same question, but I'm going to ask it a little different for you because you've already kind of told us what you know, that why you got into the trucking business, you saw the numbers and you went, Hey, uh, but why, why do you think you and your brother are wired different? You know, so, so many people, you know, like, like me was raised, you know, Oh, you go to school and you go to college and you get a job and you go work for somebody. You know, my, my dad was a government employee, you know? Um, uh, so, I mean, that was how I was raised. And then I started getting that entrepreneurial bug, but it, it didn't come, didn't come at a young age necessarily. Um, this seems like it, you know, you said fifth grade. So this has been in your DNA uh, for forever. So what, why do you think that is? Well, uh, honestly, I'm not sure. My parents, uh, my dad's been a financial advisor as a life worked for some of the bigger names in the industry um, with that and just retired here recently. My mom was lifelong school teacher, um, you know, taught at the Catholic school that we went to growing up. Um, you know, at a very, I guess my brother, when he first got his license, he started working for another lawn and landscape company, a guy that was a teacher at the at the high school that he went to that I eventually went to. Um, so we kind of worked for him a couple of days a week and he kind of started us off doing it on the other side. Um, and really, I think he was handing us the scraps that he didn't want to do is probably the the less profitable yards to mow, but it was stuff that, that we could manage. Um but that just kind of instilled that to us. It saw what you could do when you own your own operation, right? Uh, you know, making decisions and, uh, you know, changing just small things and seeing how it impacts the bottom line. And, you know, 
when you're 16, 17 years old, by the time we were getting out of it, when you could, you know, change a fuel filter, change something on a truck that was so small, but it would impact you at $5,000 at the end of the year. It's you know crazy money for a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got out of that, you know, I got, went through college, um, you know, went into the somewhat of a, a corporate world, I guess I went through turf school and went to worked on some big high-end golf courses in the South. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So kind of way different, you know, it, the lawn and landscape stuck with me. I really liked working outside. Um, but, you know, I got into that game and it's like, I saw where I could make improvements. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like the people above me were like, no, we're just going to keep doing it the way they, that we were. And that just didn't sit well with me. Uh, and it never really has. I, I have always found myself and my brothers the same way. We can see different ways that the, you know, the puzzle pieces should go together um, than what most people do. And, you know, when you can find efficiencies and see that it's, it's hard to work in an environment where you aren't allowed to do that. Um, so, so we always like owning our own thing and doing it our own way, I guess. Yeah. So it was definitely that dose of freedom that everybody dreams of, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. there's a statistic and I don't, I'm always quoting statistics that I don't really remember exactly. So that I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just say, uh, admitting that I'm making this up to a certain degree, but it's something like around like 75, 80% of people want to be entrepreneurs, but it's only about like 10% or though that actually try. Yeah. So there's, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and actually, so that right I couldn't agree. Like that's what jumped out to us whenever we got into this game. And right, we're young. I'm I'm 35 years old. We got we've been you know doing it for a little bit. We've been FedEx for seven years, but people have always been amazed by that. And they've come to us and said, "I've always wanted to do something like this. How'd you do it?" Right. We didn't have a whole lot to start, and I think that's where this FedEx model a lot of people gravitate towards is that it doesn't take a big capital investment to turn around and get you know a, a large company going. Um, and so we had people coming to us and that's what kind of got me into the coaching consulting role. We helped, you know, our, it was at first it was friends and family. We were helping become TSPs doing what we were doing. Um, really rewarding doing that. I, I still find a lot of joy still doing that kind of in a bigger way now. Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, so what's been the biggest surprise uh, that unexpected thing uh, that's hit you as a business owner? What, what, what would you, what would you say? Um, I think a lot of times since I've been in business, it's you got to be flexible and you got to be willing to to pivot when things aren't going right. Um, that's why I was gravitated towards the the title of your book. It's like, you know, the, the, with the ugly babies, it's like knowing when your baby's ugly and knowing when it's OK, we got to find a different plan and do something different. Um, it's probably makes it very difficult to work with my brother and I because we will we will drop, you know, what we're doing and go a completely different direction in a, in a big way in a hurry. Um, if we see the value in it and we think that it's it's the right move to make. Um, getting our team to buy in on that and to be able to to change directions and go from one way to the other pretty quickly is has been a big challenge over the years. Um, most a little a uh, little virtual whiplash on their part. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, but I think we we've hired right. We've hired people that meet our core values. We started doing EOS a couple of years ago, and that was a big thing with you know, making sure that employees kind of meet the same values that we do and, and are willing to adapt to that, right? We ask people flat out if, you know, change will be anything, you know, recently with some stuff we're doing, um, I've taken my CFO and our, our basically our head of IT 
um, that were doing, you know, running the back office stuff for everything with our companies. And I've said, hey, we've got a big opportunity here with FedEx to do a lot of education and a lot of training. And I need to get everything that's in Ural's head online. Um, and so they've pivoted completely. We hired a outside firm to take over our books. And my CFO is spending the majority of his day creating a online how-to playbook for being a FedEx contractor. Um, you know, we're putting it on with, you know, some of the stuff we're doing. So it's getting guys to buy in, having that team around you. It, it makes coming to work fun every day. Um, it took a while to build that and to find that, you know, it's to, to have that team around us. And, and that's a pretty significant business model difference. I mean, you, you got trucking, which we all understand that we all get FedEx deliveries every day, just about, uh, but coaching and training on it. I mean, that, that's a completely different business model. Uh, yeah. Well, what it's been is, you know, I, I guess as an entrepreneur, we always try to squeeze every penny we can out of everything. Right. Yeah. Um, we found in this space, there's a lot of people that, to your point, they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be FedEx contractors. There's, you know, doctors and lawyers and, uh, you know, surgeons and just guys with capital that, can find a FedEx route that, you know, there's listings out there all over the place on biz buy sell for them. Um, but there's no, it's not a, you know, it's not a, we say it all the time. It's not a Chick-fil-A. It's not a subway, right? It's not a franchise. They don't give you the how to playbook, Yeah. but I've got it inside this office. Right. I've had it here all along. We're putting it on paper, not on paper, but we're putting it out there digitally now, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, getting them to buy into their intellectual property, having true value, um, it, it kind of propelled us into this direction. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's a good reminder to folks is whatever you do, uh, you know, no, whatever career you choose to go into, we develop that intellectual capital that, um, that whatever comes easy to us doesn't necessarily come easy to someone else. I remember when I started my coaching business, one of the, uh, one of the mentors I had said, John, don't ever undervalue what comes easy to you. You know, so you know, there there are things in strategic planning and you, know, you mentioned EOS and, and I'm, I'm not a licensed EOS person, but I'm very familiar with it. And I've used it with several clients. You know, those types of things, those types of models come very natural to me. But, you know, I, I've met many a business owner that, you know, that's not natural for them. And so you have to you have to look for those things that come natural to you. And it's that's uh, applaud you for, you know finding that and then leaning into it. That's uh, really cool. Um, tell us, uh, since we talked, you mentioned the ugly babies and that, uh, that is kind of my passion is finding and fixing ugly babies. Uh, can you, can you share a story or two of, of something that in your business, you know, you realize, wow, this isn't, this isn't working. We need to pivot. We need to make a change. Can you share an example or two of something like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, we did it, couple times um when we first got into the game we had some we had you know a couple drivers and it was um more so we didn't know anything about trucking right we were brand new to it we got out mm -hmm. of the landscape world we got in the trucking and one of the one of the first drivers we had he's like this is the type of truck you need boom 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 and we sank about a half million dollars into these semis um and within probably three or four months we had sank another half million into them trying to keep them on the road fixing them parts repairs that kind of stuff um, at that point in time, it was just a monetary game and we made a, a quick pivot, quick move. And we went all new equipment. 
and kind of never look back. Um, and that is a model you have to buy into and you have to go with. And that's, um, it changes your customers. It changes the rate of pay. You're going to have to come in to be able to support that new equipment. Um, changes the mindset of the drivers you want to get, right? You got to have people that'll take care of that new stuff. These are $180,000 assets going down the road. You want to take care of it, right? Um, but it kind of also lifted the company culture of us. Uh, it brought a new sense of pride and uh, difference to the company. It was a big turning point for us. Um, throughout the years, I think transitioning into more of this um, this coaching and consulting and uh, the Line Hall News, Line Hall University, getting our education out there the last year, right? Margins have been hit hard in trucking. Um, and the last, since, you know, 22 after the COVID boom, 22 saw record numbers in trucking. Uh, right. Freight rates were at $5 plus a mile on the load boards. I mean, anybody could make money doing it. Since then, squeezed hard. You know, freight rates have tanked. Uh, truck rates, you know, price of a new or price of a brand new semi has gone up from in our seven years of doing it. It's gone up seventy thousand dollars. Drivers' wow. pay has gone up from we used to be when we first got in, we were paying drivers fifty cents a mile. Now it's eighty five cents a mile. Right, the rate of pay that we're getting paid hasn't gone up near to match those mm -hmm. expenses. And so that's where this recent pivot came for us. And it was a hard decision, right? Getting the people to change your, hey, you went from every day of doing these tasks to now we're going to try to train a whole lot of other people how to do those tasks. That's been the hardest thing for us to overcome. It's been the last the six months, um, just a, a mind shift change in our office of what we do, right? We went from being a pure trucking company to now we're a trucking company that trains others right we, have, mm -hmm. we are an educational platform um we are coaches we are consultants we are we are training others to do what we do uh, yeah that's that's a hard pill to swallow it's a big mind shift change it's a that's that really was our harvest of thing but we didn't see another way out right mm -hmm. uh you can't go back to fedex and say give me more money you've got an annual contract and it's through next august and you know margins kept getting squeezed and squeezed and you know we're considered one of the premier contractors, you know, in the area, you know, we're pretty well respected for what we do. Um, but we had to find another way to keep making money. You know, we went to, to hit the numbers we wanted to hit to make it worth our while. We had to make a pivot, had to make a big change. Our baby was getting ugly, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it'll yeah. get good again, right? It's it oh, yeah. goes in cycles. Um, but right now we're getting squeezed. And so the, right now we're looking kind of ugly. Well, that's uh, it, it's great that you're aware, you know, because a lot of a lot of business owners just stick their head in the sand and, you know, hope it gets better. You know, uh, that that whole thing of doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. You're not you're not just sitting around waiting for you're, you're saying, you know, we're going to we're going to go on and do something different. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a big launch into into a whole new field. Right. Um, mm -hmm. In the last year, I went from being a you know, running a trucking company every day to now I'm doing a lot of phone calls like this where I'm on the other side, right? I just was interviewing the guys from Michelin where we're going over, you know, tread depths and tread patterns to figure out what's the most fuel efficient for contractors, you know, running low weights um, in their trucks and trailers. Uh, you know, completely different thing, but spreading that education, spreading that word, uh, it's helped my business, right? I'm sure that when you talk to, I'm not saying me because I'm not the smartest guy out there, but when <laughs> when you talk to when you talk to good business owners, you take back stuff that you put into your business practice, right? And I do yeah. that 
every single day. So for yeah. the last year, I've been going out and we've been doing these trade shows where, you know, we got one coming up in Miami here next week, um, a week from today, we'll be in Miami doing it uh, with a regional conference with Line Hall News. We've got the big summit in July. Um, and, you know, we get people to come speak and train and educate. And the whole time I'm trying to set this up and people keep asking me, how do you have time to do that? How do you have time to do that? And I'm like, well, this is pretty simple. Every time I talk to someone like you, you let one thing slip that is the perfect nugget of information that we take back and we improve our business with it. Uh, That's awesome. That is so true. It's, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Um, we, yeah, everything we do, the more we give, it seems like the more we get back. That's a, that's, that's great. That's great advice uh, that, that you just shared. It's funny. You're almost developing. It could almost be a franchise type thing where you could almost become a franchisor. Uh, <laughs> you might just throwing an idea out there. You might get me in trouble with FedEx legal on that one. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know how that works, you know, but it, it's yeah, almost like, yeah. you know, it, what you're doing, you're getting people. Yeah. You're, you're doing the things that FedEx doesn't provide. So if I can, if I can take a few minutes, I'll give you the, the backstory of it, right? We nailed it. FedEx can't do that, right? We were all together several years ago um, at a, a big show. That's more of the P and D based uh, route consultant, Spencer Patton. He does a great job, puts on a fantastic event, but it's, it's more of the P and D side. John Haldy, my partner on the line hall news and a couple other guys were sitting around and like, you know, this was awesome, but we need it for the, we need it for the line hall space. Um, so they created the line hall summit. The first one of that was uh, 2022, about 350 people, pure educational. I learned a ton there. I met a ton of people. It's where I really got to know John. John wanted to blow it up, do it into, you know, line hall, what he was calling line hall news, whereas the regional shows is a trade pub. We got a Facebook group. It's uh, FedEx ground line hall contractors, probably 1500, 2000, somewhere in there people it's growing every day. Um, but everything that we're trying to do with that, with line hall university, with a trade pub, it's pure education. It's not sales pitchy. It's not, you know, we tell any vendors coming to these things, uh, you know, 20 vendors coming to, coming to Miami. If any of them want to have a speaking part, they can't be selling. We want to train everyone how to do what we do because that playbook isn't out there and people are starving for it, right? I've seen guys, I've talked to guys that they'll make $2 million, $3 million investments into this and they have no clue what they're doing and they think they're buying a franchise, but they're not. Uh, so we're trying to build that playbook. Uh, there's a lot of good info out there. We created linehalluniversity.com. Um, you know, it's, it is the collection of all the items. It's a bunch of videos that John and I have done with other, you know, experts in the business, other TSPs, other vendors, um, uh, just training people how to be a FedEx contractor. That's a uh, very cool, very impressive. So if you kind of do the old wave a magic wand, you know, a year from now, two years from now, what, what, what do you see on the horizon? Is that going to be uh, bigger, badder? What, what do you think? It is gaining a lot of traction. Um, I really enjoy it myself. Um, I don't know how much longer I'll actually do the, the BA FedEx contractor. Our, um, our company outside of FedEx, right? When it's kind of saying, no, when your baby's ugly, our company outside of FedEx is doing very well. Uh, you know, we've got some local contracts here that, um, you know, with the spot markets being down, but we, we serve customers and kind of have a niche market where we've got a lot of trailers can do some shuttles and stuff. So, um, I don't know how much longer we'll be FedEx contractors. The other flip side of it, I guess, is, 
when I'm trying to do this coaching consulting, I'm almost in direct competition with the guys that I'm trying to help. And it kind of, it makes it a little hairy for me at times. Yeah. Um, so I think the next year I, I don't, we'll see where it takes us. Um, I really, this, uh, all this training and education and stuff, it's, it's really going well. It's taken off. It's been a lot of fun. I'll probably keep going on that avenue just because it's, it is personally rewarding for me. Yeah. Um, if we can ever make it to where it pays the bills, we'll probably let the FedEx companies go, but you know, right now they still keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see where that turns, but you know, I can, I can relate to that I, part. Yeah. Yeah. My brother and I were, yeah, we've gotten into some real estate transactions. We were getting into, we actually just fired up a freight brokerage company. Um, so, you know, that's kind of taken off and budding off pretty well. So hard saying where the, where 2024, um, will land as it looks right now. Um, my top projects are this, the coaching and consulting and the line hall news company, um, you know, Halby tech services and line hall news. And, and after that, it's the, the outside company and, and really looking for, I'm looking for that next opportunity. Um, I'm yeah. seeing what else is out there. Well, that's awesome. And, and for those listening, I mean, this is why you, I referred to you as a serial entrepreneur at the beginning. You, you, you listed about seven different entities there in, in one breath. Uh, so, <laughs> So, we actually just did a big split in our office. We had kind of brought, and it was, I should have said that, you want to talk about an ugly training point, right? For the last several years, we started with one entity, right? And it's grown to, I think we now have nine that we're doing the management of. And so we kind of built one management company where everybody was just paying a chunk into. Mm -hmm. And it got to where there was so much going on that we didn't feel like everybody could keep up, right? Everybody had too many balls up in the air and it was, it was hard to juggle. So again, kind of with this transition to this year with these guys, I said they were going to more of a using their IP. Um, we kind of split the office also. And we put, these guys are working with FedEx companies, um, you know, our FedEx entities, we got, it's kind of weeds, but dedicated routes, they kind of run like clockwork. Right. So not a lot of operational management, but we're using their intellectual property to try to make money in some other ways. We took our other whole half of the office, you know, 20 people else, and they're running our outside of FedEx show now um, just to try to to focus, uh, to bring that back to life. Um, I think that is one of the problems that entrepreneurs kind of face or the, they create for themselves is mm -hmm. I like saying yes. I don't like saying <laughs> right. Uh, but it's kind of hard for it's kind of hard to keep up with. Uh, not everybody's yeah. wired that way, right? You you pointed that out early. That um, so knowing the limits, knowing the capacity. That's what EOS. That's a big term in EOS is capacity. Knowing capacity is a big thing for yeah. Get success. So that's what we're looking for. Twenty four is a little bit more stability um, and a little more staying in and not stretching that capacity too thin. Yeah. Awesome. Well, man, I could, I could talk to you, I think for hours on here, but I, I try to keep this to right. We're, we're past 20 minutes, which is what I normally uh, budget on the high side, but I, I'm enjoying this. Uh, just one, if if you could give one piece of advice to that, that young person out there, who's, you know, like you were when you were, you know, coming out of college or coming out of high school and it's, is part of that 80% that dream of, you know, being an entrepreneur or what, what piece of advice would you give for um, my brother and I partnered with other entrepreneurs very early. We didn't have the capital to do what we were doing, mm -hmm. um, but we didn't just want to get any capital. We wanted to get smart capital. So we found 
other individuals, uh, a gentleman who's in his 70s, uh, now in his 80s, um, but, you know, he he gave us more than just money. He gave us mm -hmm. more than investment. He gave us some of his wisdom. He gave us yeah. a lot of his training, a lot of his guidance. Mm -hmm. um, that was big. Um, having someone that, you know, you had a, a shared vision with, we both believed that this FedEx entity could take off and do what we did. Um, but having a, having someone else there to partner with, right. My brother and I were lucky that we had each other to bounce ideas off of. Um, but also having that kind of that seasoned veteran there. And so I think a lot of people dream of being an entrepreneur of going out and doing their own thing. Um, I see it that way also, but I like having partners with it. Um, so yeah. I wouldn't be afraid to partner with someone who is, who can help get you there quicker. Um, I think that people who try to do things on their own usually get passed up by the pack at some point. Yeah. Yeah. What's that old proverb about if you want to get good efficiently, go alone. If you want to, no, if you want to go, I, I've already messed it up. Forget it. I <laughs> might want to edit that out. I blew it. I, there, but there's a great statement about going alone versus going in a, and as, as a team. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, uh, well, uh, that was some great advice. So David, thank you. So much. I mean, you're, uh, you've got a, a great business. It's, it was just fun meeting you and talking and hearing your story. And I know folks are going to enjoy hearing it as well. So um, if, if people want to learn more about you or reach out to you, how's the best way of getting in touch with you? Um, yeah, it's uh, probably David at, uh, well, a couple of them, David at truetransportinc.com or David at haldytech.com, either one of them. Okay. Um, and I can, we can put those out there, put it in the comments or whatever if we want to. So I'm fine with that. I'd, yeah, I'd love to, anybody that's looking to get into this FedEx game, that's what we're here. That's what we're trying to do. Um, if you want to learn more about it, we've got ways to train and ways to educate. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been great talking to you. Great meeting you and I uh, really enjoyed it. And, and uh, for, for the listeners, I, I hope they uh, got something great out of this. I know they did and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Uh, for now, we'll, we're signing off.